HuntStand is the most popular and functional mobile hunting app on the market. With a variety of base maps to choose from, satellite imagery that is updated every month, the ability to check the weather, no property information, and even catalog your trail cam picks, HuntStand even gives you the ability to import pins and location markers from other mobile apps. Visit HuntStand.com or download wherever you download your apps. Enter discount code SN20 at checkout for 20% off. All right, welcome to the Whitetail Experience Podcast. This is your host, Byron Horton, and we have probably two podcasts coming out this week with uh, a local guest, Cameron Deerfield. And these are solid because we got to do them in person. Uh, I think I'm going to cut these up and do the BS session going out early in the week. It's a, it's a fun, it's lighthearted, it's a variety of topics. Cam has done some pretty cool things in this space and deer hunting in general. Like, he's guided. He has done like the TV show thing. He's killed slammers. He's pursued public bucks and done well there. He's done farm country. He's done stick bow stuff. And also like kind of set up his life to work for himself so he can maximize his timber time and deer hunting in general. And so we cover in this one like just some funny stuff, some stick bow talk, some deer hunting tactical talk, some shed hunting. Like it's just a good fun and I got to do it in person. So I'm gonna let this one rip. I think we start with the rapid fire, and then later in the week drop the cell cam a little bit. It'll be a shorter episode, but it, again, we got to do it in person, so it was fun to sit down and talk. And Cam obviously does things at a very high level. Enjoy. Start this one right off with some rapid fire questions. Cam, how do you like your coffee? Oh, I just start drinking coffee. Actually, I like a little bit of almond milk in there, dude. All right. Yeah. Uh, coffee or energy drink? Energy drink for sure. Okay. What's uh, what's your brand of choice? Bang. Okay. Flavor? Uh, usually it's purple haze, but I've been going for the peach mango lately. Okay. Uh, meal after you shoot a buck? Tenderloin, dude. Okay. <laughs> uh, beverage of choice to, to accommodate? PBR, dude. Okay. Uh, summer beer of choice? PBR. <laughs> okay. If you have a secondary beer of choice? Uh, I like Michelob Amberbach. Oh, okay. I've only choice. had one of those. Yeah, that's a solid choice. Okay, uh, wide buck or big brass? Wide. I'm a I'm a I'm a frame guy. Okay. Frames. Uh, favorite sports team if you have any? I don't watch sports. Any? Um, Some guys will go MMA if they don't like you know. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna say Midwest Whitetail. Okay, <laughs> I like it. Um, do you have a frozen pizza choice? That's a popular topic on our on our. Podcast. Yeah, whichever one fits in the microwave. Oh, see, no, I, 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 I am a firm believer of, of, oh, I think I got a Red Baron sitting in the freezer there at home. You go, dude. Wait, that's like budget. That's not as good. I, I will say I'm, I'm a screaming Sicilian if they're on sale. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, top, okay, if you're on a road trip going out of state hunting, what is your stop of choice? What state? No, uh, food location, gas station. Where, where are you stopping to fill up? Mm-hmm. Well, gas station, I'll just stop at any old gas station, but if I'm eating, i got to go ahead and just smash a Big Mac, dude. Okay, you're a Big Mac guy. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Okay, What? Uh, this this is non-hunting related. What is the best thing you have purchased in the last six months? It doesn't, it could be a $10 item, it could be a $1,000 item. Um, this past six months, I'd say my deer mount. <laughs> that that is a good use uh, of of wall art. Yeah, no doubt. No okay, doubt. and those are those are pretty expensive these days. Okay, mine is okay. Do you know at Lowe's in the uh, seen it on TV section? You can buy like those lights to mount outside your your property with like a small little like uh, 
solar panel on yeah, top. Yeah, yeah. So I got a couple of those mounted now around my truck where I park in the driveway. Oh, yeah. And like taking in groceries in oh, and out, it, 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 it like lights it up. It makes it a lot easier. Obviously, you've been listening to Rick Ross songs. <laughs> <laughs> Living that high life, dude. Yeah. So so that is that is my, my, my funny quick budget item. So this is going to be a BS session. We're going to see where it takes us. And something I wanted to talk to you about was the trad life. Yeah. And do you think... No, actually, back up. The The funniest story I've ever seen on Instagram was you hunting like three years ago with the trad boat. You're going in on a scouting mission, right? It's, like, it's kind of a serious story. I'm like, oh, what's he doing? You know. Next thing I know, you, you're showing the bino harness. And I'm like, oh, he must be glassing a, a nice buck. Pops open two skinny cans of Mickey Ultra and goes, dude, guys, this is deer hunting. Don't take yourself too serious. And I lost it. Yeah. I mean, that's just that's just what it is. You know, you got to... I think deer hunting gets taken way too serious these days. Okay. Uh, our, our grandpas were chugging beer and doing deer drives. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like... Uh, if you, it's not bad to uh, associate yourself with that. I mean, have a beer or two in the in the in the old blind. You know? I I uh, shed hunting beers. Oh yeah, well that's a mandatory. Thing. Okay, I don't okay. even pack. I don't even pack water. <laughs> uh, but that was a very funny story. I didn't see it coming. I was like, you know, that guy's. I'm, I'm gonna fall, I'm gonna watch some stories from now on. Yeah. Seeing, seeing that lighthearted side. Yeah, I, I I don't really show that side of myself a whole lot, but uh, it's fun, man. I mean, it's just like. Uh, at that point in time, I, uh, do, I during that story that you're talking about, I devoted myself to trad. I sold all my compounds and everything, and I was shooting trad for like seven, eight months. And uh, I think I shot a deer like five minutes after that. Like, oh man, yeah, I kind of, yeah, yeah, I kind of remember that. <laughs> uh, nanny, yeah. And uh, at that time, I shot my first uh, recurve buck and everything, and it was just like a, I don't know, it was just it, having fun, man, relaxing. I devoted so much to shooting that buck, and then once I did, it, I was just in like chill mode. Yeah. So speaking of trad, does I, I gotta imagine when when you you shrink your circle, you do. Oh yeah, that probably probably a decent idea. So devoting yourself to trad. Yeah. Do you think that is that is something that uh, I've seen a couple of buddies do? I got it's not an easy task. How much better do you think that made you though in that that year where uh, shooting uh, your distance is so cut? You you got to scout differently. You got to hunt differently. Um, that year on public land, I think I saw like thirty six shooters from my tree stand. So it was unreal. It was the best season I, I ever had. But at the same time, it was like I knew that whatever I was comfortable with doing with the compound, I had to push an extra thirty forty yards in. Mm. And it was kind of like it made me uncomfortable, and that's when I started seeing deer. Yeah. So it was kind of like a for me at that at that point in time, it was a real pivotal like a uh, pivotal time for me because I realized like okay, this is what I should have been doing the whole time. You know what I mean? So then it kind of shifted me. And that's really what changed it for me. After that, I, I like, I think I've shot five bucks after that. Yeah. And just like, that's really what got me to that point. So did that like, until you get pushed to that comfort zone, right? Where your trad bow, what was your, what was your range where you like, dude, what was your money range? Like, Hey, I, I got them for me. Like that's probably like 20 ish yards and in with a, yeah. with a compound. Uh, 30 yards, I'm, I'm comfortable, but I would not love a 40-yard shot on a whitetail. I could shoot a 30 yards with a, a trad bow. Okay. That being said... What was your money shot? Like, hey, like this is oh, in the bag. I want him at five. Okay. But but 15's money. 15's mm-hmm. money. Um, so, uh, one of my best friends, Cody, who hunts public w- with me, we kind of run cameras together and everything. He uh, had a deer that he wanted really bad. 
and uh, I had that deer at 30 yards broadside, and I didn't take the shot just because okay. he wanted that deer. And I, we was on public land. He was a 160-inch deer, and I didn't take the shot because I didn't want to be the guy who got shot the deer that my buddy wanted. That's so, but I was confident in the confident in that. I I feel like I could have I could have I could have definitely killed him. Yeah. But I didn't want to take responsibility for shooting my my buddy's deer and then messing it up. Yeah. Because you're because you're 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 with a trad, but you're not shooting 300. You know, you're you're shooting 165, maybe 170 feet per second. Yeah, and it's like that's not a lot when you're shooting 30 yards. And a mature deer, he's gonna jump your string. Yeah. So picking the ambush location, one sometimes I find myself in a tree and I'm like, like I got a, a maybe like a, a couple foot wide area to fit a vertical bow, but if I had to cant that bow like on a diagonal, like I don't think it would work. And I got to imagine the stick bow is like three to eight inches longer. Well, you know, so that's what I consider the difference between deer hunters and killers. Killers do what they what they have to do. Yeah. Like uh, my first Michigan buck, uh, it was opening day of Michigan season in twenty one. I uh, I shot the deer through the platform of my XOP with a with a, a, a trap through the platform through the platform one of the top runs had had my legs completely shifted to the side straight down that's pretty wild but you know what I I knew I was confident yeah and if you shoot enough if you're if you're good enough with your equipment and you spend enough time with your equipment that's when you gain the confidence if you notice like in the past ten years I've noticed that like uh, calling in dogs to find deer has just been like this huge like sure. Trend almost, yeah. and, you know, and I think it's because everybody's buying new bows every year. Mm-hmm. Nobody's comfortable with their equipment. I do think there is something to that. Like if if you have to be comfortable with what you're taking in the woods. Yeah. Like for instance, my 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 compound right right here. That's a that's a 2016 bow. Yeah. You couldn't pay me to have another compound. I have my 2015 uh, Newbreed Blake. Newbreed doesn't. Even, yeah. They're not even a company. Right. But I shot that bow so good. I will not sell yeah. it. That will yeah. be the backup bow for life. And that 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 bow used to be Snow White. I painted it the way it is now. But like. That bow, you can't ever make that bow again. It's an extension I, of your hand. Yeah, that's if I have that in my hand, some something's dying. Okay. You know, and it's like once you become comfortable with your equipment, and I think nobody becomes comfortable with their equipment anymore because everybody's trying to get the newest, best thing out there. Yeah. And there's a such a cert like when I was a kid, when I didn't hear about tracking dog. Nobody knew what a tracking dog was. Yeah. Like, you didn't hear about that. Mm-hmm. But now it's like everybody's calling a tracking dog. It's like, well, because you're buying new bows that are 28 inches axle to axle, and you shouldn't be shooting 20 inch or 28 inch bow axle to axle. You're six four. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's why you're gut shooting deer every time you shoot. Yeah, and I you, honestly too like there's a um, I hate to say this, but um, guys think they can shoot deer 30 yards like all the time like it's nothing. And to me, that's the that's that's the number where I'm like. Where I look at the recovery rate of my my close circle of text buddies, mm-hmm. and uh, inside of thirty, skyrocket as far as like you know, good chance we're recovering the deer. Buck doe don't yeah. matter. And then if if I get the text to say, well, he was at thirty, and then beyond that, I'm just like, Ooh. if you're a semi good archer, it's really hard and within thirty to make a bad shot, unless you just take an off the wall dumb shot. No, I mean if you hit, I'm also not the guy. I don't aim for the heart. I'm not a like behind the shoulder blade type of guy. I'm a center mass guy. I want to hit the center of the lungs. That's yeah. safe bet. If he drops, if he does anything, I have room to, yeah. to work with. You know what I mean? So like that's what I I've never been that guy. Like I gotta hit that pocket. Yeah. I don't care about that. I care about killing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And finding him. Like that's what I care about. Now I've heard track guys talk um, that when you get elevated, that is a little bit trickier. Like you do have a tendency to to shoot over the top, or is it underneath? Even with even with the compound. Uh, you're gonna shoot over top if you're not used to shooting out of a out of a out of a, out of a uh, uh, elevated surface. 
But even with a compound, like I tell guys, like don't sight your bow in just from the ground. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not the same. Mm-hmm. It's really not the same. Um, so when you're when you're elevated, it is a difference, but you should know that you like in your in your uh, prep for deer season, you should be shooting from a, from a tree stand. Were you um, shoot how you hunt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were you conscious of like okay, like I don't want to get twenty foot because that may be a, a negative mm. to when the shot comes, or, or did that even enter the the equation? Or you no. just like I got so like that whole day. summer when I was really like when I sold my compounds and really got into trad, like I was climbing. I, I had a telephone pole in my uh, yard. And I would climb at all different heights. Okay. And I would even tear my stand down. Like every time that I shot a whole quiver full of arrows, I'd tear my stand down and put it back up, put it in a different spot. I just, I've always been that type of guy. I've shot off my knees. I've shot like, like in Indian style. I've always been that been that guy that always practiced every situ, every, every single situ, like situation that you could be presented. Okay. And I'll tell you this, like I, what, even as a, as a compound hunter, I've only shot two deer standing up my entire life. Okay. I shoot most of my deer sitting down. Okay. And I feel like that is one less movement that I have to make. Yeah, I uh, I found myself... I, I've always been a stander. Yeah. Um, now, and I will say this. Like, if I'm hunting a few days in a row, the first day I can stand a little more. But then, like, that second day I got a little more fatigue. I'm a little more tired. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I do sit... And I, well, I when you when you drink PBR, you have no you have no endurance. <laughs> the calf muscles are yeah, cramping. You got you got to sit down. <laughs> so yeah, like I definitely noticed that this year because uh, I think I was talking to Heath Cisco a little bit about shooting, standing, sitting. Oh oh, and, he's a killer. Dude. Yeah, and so like I do think this summer, whatever I decide to do, um, bow wise, I need to be shooting a few more rounds, sitting down, even if I'm only like yeah. eight ten foot off the ground. Practice everything. Yeah. I mean, you could be walking into your stand and a buck chasing a doe, and he's at fifteen yards, and you got to shoot off your you know shoot off your knees or shoot mm-hmm. almost laying down like practice everything because you never this is the one thing that i that has got me a majority of my deer is i don't wait for the good shot i take the first shot i've heard a, a couple other that's uh, guys talking about that's, as soon as you see that deer you better find a pocket whether it's a two inch pocket or a 10 inch pocket or a two foot pocket find the pocket mm-hmm. the first opportunity you have at a, at a mature animal taking and and probably too like uh you think about the timber environment like you got to make it happen, right? Quick. Yeah, you, you might have I mean, especially them. hunting hill, hill, like the whole hill country thing. Thermals are a bitch. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, you, Wind. Wind. You Thermals. never know when you're, when you're, when you're going to get fucked. You really don't. So you kind of got to focus on that. And it's like, you're fir- I've always been that like that killer mentality. It's still my first opportunity. I'm, I'm, I'm taking it. Okay. I'm not waiting for that perfect shot. A lot of guys wait for that perfect broadside shot. And guys, like the other day, there's a guy that I follow and... I, he shoots good deer every year, multiple good deer every year. But he posted a video, uh, video the other day of a deer that he said he couldn't get a shot at because it walked by and blah blah blah. But he but he but he videoed it. That deer should have been dead. Mm. You took more time to video it than you did to harvest that mature animal. You're taking away from the hunt. Yeah, that's what I you know. Shoot the mature animal. There's a hundred guys out there with videos of not to not to kill a shot but to recover it. Yeah, shoot the animal. You don't get those opportunities. Yeah. You know what I mean? Is that you, you got to be a killer. You can't just be a hunter. Hunters miss opportunities. Killers, like, capitalize the, on op, on all these op, op, on all these opportunities. The ability to close that final ten seconds separates a lot of guys. You got to be stone cold. Me, me personally, I've never lost my shit per se until I until the arrows out of my bow or I shot my gun. Then I lose my shit. And even then, it's like I don't lose it enough until I grip his rack because anything could happen. The, yeah, I do try to stay like emotionally right. Like, 
my deer tipped over on film or whatever. And I swear to God, like, I tricked myself in the tree, like, did he go down? Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I tried. You can make the best shot in the world, and I'm like, man, I don't know if I got him or not, but it's like, and, and you know you rocked him. You know what I mean? And, and blood trails lie. I'm 100%. not a, I, the best blood trail I ever been on. I didn't find the deer, and some of the ones that like I pulled the heart out and I got like a an X yeah. uh, of a four blade broadhead going through, like didn't bleed all that great. And, and entries in, in the snow, entries everything. You know what I mean? Like uh, so, like I don't know if you shot very many deer with like a uh, 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 muzzleloader, but a muzzleloader deer don't bleed that much. I have noticed that. So I I shot that pretty that pretty decent buck off public, and he didn't bleed, dude. Mm. I shot my two at, at 220 yards, and I walked up there, and I'm like, "Damn, I don't see any blood. Like, I've already missed a stud this year with my bow. Like, what the hell, man?" And I'm looking around. I'm like, "Wait!" And I was like, "I'll just follow where he ran." I found him piled up with zero blood in snow. Yeah, but that's just the way it is, and it was a perfect shot. I mean, he ran 30, 35 yards and died. Okay, it's a perfect shot. So it's like they they do lie. Yeah, especially with guns. Guns are a different thing. Guns yeah. are a different type of animal when it comes to, to harvesting an, animals in general. But it's like, I don't get good good blood trials with guns. But you don't really need them all the time. Yeah, most you, of the time they just drop. You got you got some energy. You, you got yeah. a lot of things going for you. But as far as archery goes, you know, um, this year I started shooting the uh, Oz uh, the Oz cuts. I think they are. Okay. Yeah. I I I like them. I shot a couple deer with them, but I've shot every broadhead you can shoot. Mm-hmm. And people can talk all they want, but like Rage put down more deer for me than any broadhead I've ever shot in my entire life. Yeah, Rage is not a bad broadhead. They don't make them like they used to. I used to shoot the chisel blade th- or the chisel tip three blade. Okay, the old chisel tip, the new chisel tip. I'm not a fan of old one, red red ferrule. red one, but it like was kind of like like perforated a little bit. Like it wasn't like a part of the like bevel. Like yeah. now it's more so part of the bevel. The old chisel tips were like. So I shot my, that's a uh, six and a half year old deer Zeus up on the top left. And I shot him in the shoulder blade. It busted both shoulder blades. Okay. And that was with a, a beaming arrow that was like out of a box. <laughs> you know what I mean? It wasn't no 700 grand arrow. Right. You know what I mean? It just, it, they they work. It just, you're going to have, with a mechanical broadhead, you're going to have one in every pack that's not that good. <laughs> that's just the way it is when, when, when three of those you just gotta hope it's not the one you shoot at the deer yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean I, I, I hear you but that's why I, I switched to the whole fixed blade thing that that yeah you're a fixed blade thing. guy oh that's all I shoot now yeah okay that's well, all I shoot now. What, uh, what's in the quiver now uh the Oz cuts now okay the Oz cuts um, yeah but I've shot iron uh, I mean iron will is the best broadhead I've ever shot but I'm not trying to spend that money yeah if you had a moose hunt maybe yeah, you know, it's just like, I don't need that for whitetail. Like, mm-hmm. I blew through like with a, a trad bow, a, a 45-pound trad, uh, trad bow, this bow right right, right here. I blew through a deer with a iron, uh, iron, iron wheel, and it stuck eight inches in, in, in the dirt. Like, that's just, it, they're sharp broadheads, don't get me wrong, but 130 for three of them. I'm like, you know, I'll go. Is, are they 130 now? Yeah, I thought they were 100, Jesus. Well, I mean, I, you know, I got to get the custom ones. I got to get the custom engraving <laughs> on the blades and stuff. You know, I can't be normal. But, uh, you know, but it's still, like, it's like, that's a lot for a broadhead. I mean, yeah. by the time you add up your whole arrow, you know what I mean? I shoot vintage arrows, obviously, so it's like, I'm on eBay always trying to find arrows. Okay. You know, so I'm not. Are those sure. all aluminum over here? Yeah, those all? are all aluminum. Okay, for our yeah. listeners, uh, there is a display of. Uh, four stick bows, and gotta be thirty-ish arrows up yeah. there. Yeah, um, dude, try stuff, dude. Okay. Um, did you, so are you next season going compound? No, so uh, I'm done with the compound. Uh, 
I feel like at this point in my career, dude, I've accomplished everything I want to accomplish. Mm-hmm. I'm not deer hunting for nobody else. I never was. But I've accomplished everything I've wanted to accomplish. I've put clients on 180-inch deer. I've shot 180-inch deer. I've shot 150-inch deer in multiple states. I've done. I've shot deer off public. I've shot deer with a recurve. I've shot deer with every weapon you can shoot deer with except except for a pistol. Like I'm relaxed at this yeah. point. You I got a buddy with a good handgun that we should just uh, accomplish this? Well, I got a good handgun. I'm just okay. waiting on the perfect opportunity. What, uh, what's the handgun of choice? Um, what's what, what 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 are you taking? If a you 1911 did? for sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 10 millimeter or 45? 45. Okay. That's that, that's my everyday carry pistol. Dude, so that, I want to do it with that. That is, I want. Uh, I got some needs first, or uh, yeah, I got some needs first. But like the number one gun I want is one of like the uh, mid tier uh, Springfield 1911s. Yeah. Not the entry. No offense. I want yeah. something a little better. And I, I want I want it forty five. I want yeah, it. Yeah, dude. I want it. That's the best handgun ever made. Yeah, hands down. And I mean, it's got that historic. I don't believe. I don't. I'm not a Glock fan. I don't believe mm-hmm. in, in plastic guns. I'm not into building like Legos. Okay. I like real American steel. Okay. <laughs> you know okay. what I mean. So that's just what I'm into. Yeah. And I like. And I have bigger hands. So I like a full frame gun. I don't like this, them small pistol. I'm I'm not that guy. But that's the only thing I haven't. I've lacked. For, and I I do want to shoot at you with my with with my pistol. But I'm, at this point in my life, I'm like I'm like kind of relaxed. Like I don't have to do it. I'll do it later okay. in life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I I've I've accomplished a lot. Yeah. So it's like I. I'm fortunate for that. I'm blessed for that. Like, it's not that I'm just some guy that was able to do that. It was just like, I was, was blessed with that. I was blessed with that. So I appreciate everything that I've been, I've been given. And it's just like, uh, because of that, because I do appreciate it this season, I'm going all trad. I'm not gun hunter or nothing. Yeah. Now when you go out, so, so I have thought going full Comanche for a season. And what I mean by that is like maybe two sticks Maybe a super small stand, and honestly, if I see a fox squirrel out there running around at seventy yards, Dude. I might go try and put the mohican. But that's sneak what on. hunting is about. Yeah, I might. I, I've thought about you that. Know? Now it's like it's kind of lost that era. Mm-hmm. But like when, like, I grew up in the era of like I'm f- five generations of of, of, of hunters. Mm-hmm. Now the hunters before me, my grandpa, his dad, his dad, they didn't have whitetails to chase. They were mm-hmm. coon hunters. They they, they hunted yeah. small game. You know, so they didn't have whitetails. Now is it legal? Time out. If you're walking out there in the woods and that coon you see in your headlamp, right? Like, it, it, if you have the fur taker's permit, can you snipe him? I don't know. I don't know the rules. Well, I know, I know that, that they shoot him out of trees with twenty twos at night. Right? Like, I feel like a stick <laughs> bow, foo foo feather. I mean, stick bow. They should be. No, it should be used to do do what you want. <laughs> that, that's what it should how be. How much fun? How much fun would people have if they just said, you know what? I'm a season. I'm gonna go trad. They'll, they'll obviously get better as hunters. We talked about that. Yeah. The, the distance. Uh, picking the ambush location. Dude, when I went trout, the very first thing I killed was a coyote in a wide open soybean field. I spot and stalked him. Yeah, he was out there just munching in the field, and I walked up on and I like I made my way in a in a cut off t shirt, mm-hmm. and I crawled through the soybeans and I shot him at thirty five yards. That was the very first recurve kill I I ever had. Man, and it, it it was like once I did that, I was like, this is what I'm gonna do for the rest of my life. Yeah, like you literally watch the arrow leave your bow, slow mo your arrows, just like. Well, even a bottle and by, wet indi- by by industry standards, it's out of whack. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it just it hits right where you want it to hit, and it's just it's just there's nothing beautiful more beautiful than that, dude. Okay, nothing. It's just like that's when you shoot trad, you just a pre like shoot shooting a four point is a blessing. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, so so I have the debate of uh, it, it. It looks like I'm not gonna punch my tag this year, and. The next year, like I, I, I can't go two years without shooting a buck. Like, so like, let me let me ask you yeah. that as a, from a hunter standpoint, how does that how does that make you feel? 
Like oh. if you don't, if you if you go a season without feeling attack, because I can tell you how it makes me feel. I would fucking lose my mind. Yeah, I'd I'd rather shoot a hundred and thirty inch four year old than not than not fill fill my tag. But it, the reason for that being is I put so much work into it. I feel like I have to bring something out of it. Yeah. So like, how does that how does that make you, feel? dude? Um, like it is it is depressing. Like it is it is like you you spend so much time. You think you're close. Um, and I try not to push the panic button. I, I've gotten to the point, right, where, like, trust the process, hunt the process, um, you know, and when and now keep working for it, right? Like, like, yeah. dude, uh, <laughs> I would take two, three-hour lunches and uh, during my day job, and I would run in the woods for, like, an hour, right, just to get some scouting and knowing that Saturday morning I'm going to get my chance. It's, like, Wednesday yeah. or Thursday, like... I need to get some scouting in. I'll pull two cards. I'll go maybe glance if it's snow. And yeah, dude, it's just... It's like one of those things, like going into the next season, like I cannot like fail. There's a... There's so a, yeah, when I was 21 years old... It's not a good feel. I, I went from... I shot deer when I was 21, so... And Cam, I don't think I've, I've not killed a buck in like 10, 11 years. From twenty one to twenty five, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't kill a buck, I didn't kill a deer, but I reinvented myself. Yeah, that's when I went from being the the good deer hunter that my dad and grandpa taught me to be. Yeah, to being a big buck killer, and I knew I needed that trans that whole transition. Now, granted, I grew up in the era of like we were mobile hunters before it was cool. We all hunted out of out of out of climbers mm-hmm. my entire life. That's what yeah. we did. Um, I shot my first. What would be considered a, a poking young buck at thirteen out of a out of a, out of out of a climber? That my dad said, just walk up that hill and find a tree. And I did that, and I shot a poking young. Mm-hmm. It, but that sparked me. That's yeah. what got me in. You know, I want to shoot big deer. Let me ask this: Did you ever? So I feel like I've been on that evolution, right? Getting mm-hmm. better, finding bigger deer, starting to have more success on a regular basis. Because until you killed, until I killed my first one, it was like big bucks, you know, Pope and Young level bucks were kind of a mystery. They yeah. never even seen one. All of a sudden, I shot one, and then it started rolling. Right, but that's the beauty in it. People don't really understand that a hundred thirty inch deer is a good deer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the hundred, the hundred. Nobody ever posts on on Facebook, Instagram, hundred thirty class. Mm-mm. They they always jump from the one twenties and one forty. One thirty is a much forgotten. That's one thing class. you say about me every year. I'm good for one good deer and one decent deer. <laughs> every year, I'll shoot a one thirty and a one fifty. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm just that guy. But it's like I have fun with it. If it's a deer that gets me excited, if it's a hunt that gets me excited, I'm gonna shoot it. Mm. It's a it's a memory that nobody else can take from me. Yeah, and that's what deer. That's when I grew. That's what deer hunting was. It was yeah. a memory. And I still think too, like me as a deer hunter, like that ability to close. Like I've had some good conscious kills in the last three to five years. Yeah. Like fully conscious, not not getting too rattled, but uh, not killing a deer this year. And I chose not to shoot does this year, where I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I, 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 I'm dude. Last muzzleloader, I'm. Straight over the parking lot. It is a downhill drag. Yeah. 35 yards browsing through Greenbrier. I'm like, dude, like, I'm sorry. She's going to get a walk. Yeah. Um, but, but see, but that's the thing. Like, you just got to, that's, that's okay as a deer hunter. Yeah. But, like, if you, if you post that online, people be like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, you can't, that's, I feel like social media has killed that. Yeah. It's kind of killed the vibe of, like, what deer hunting is. And, and yeah, like, like I'm cool. Like I would literally go out this season in this state and shoot a four point with my with my trad bow. As long as my as if my buddies are in camp and yeah. we're having a good time, that's what determines what I'm going to shoot mm-hmm. at this stage of my in my in my hunting career. Yeah, 
Like, yeah. That's what's fun to me. Yeah. We're all going to go out and drag a four-point out of the woods, and we're going to have a couple beers, and we're going to have a good time. Yeah. It's memories. Yeah. I think people forgot that about hunting. Yeah, they definitely, like... It's more so like, oh, I'm, I'm going I'm to do the shoots 170s every year. Yeah. I realized that early on I didn't have the means to shoot 170s every year. But if I found a 170, he's dead. Yeah. You, you're, you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's, that's where it's at. You're not wrong as far it's as... It's hard to find that 170. The hardest part about killing big deer is finding them. I think, personally, like... I think I've only trail cammed one. That's wild. You know? That's wild. Because I'm going to tell you right now. Between me and Cody on public land in the past three years, I bet you I've had... You may not want to say this if it's high. I don't give a fuck. I'll get people pins, and I'll still and I'll still shoot the deer. <laughs> I, I don't care. But I'm not telling them where I'm hunting. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. like, uh, I would say between me and Cody, as far as 170s go, we've had 30 to 40 deer over 170. Okay. On public land. Now, out of my crew, we've had a few. But um, that being not said. Not a few. Not that, a few. That is way too high for me to overshoot. That being said, the time that we have to devote to it is mm. way different. Mm-hmm. Me and Cody own a business together. We can do whatever we want to. Is he is he your co partner in the um, whole landscape business? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is so, he? Yeah. So okay. like we. So like, I didn't know that. Yeah. So me and him have a business together. So like. Yeah. We can do what we want. We can go scout until noon and then go cut grass for the rest of the day. <laughs> it, well, in you know you what could, I mean. You could punch out to say like eight nine o'clock. Right. Not not five. My boss doesn't care because I am my boss. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, but that's not always easy. Mm-mm. As a business owner, you can have five dollars in your account. And you have fifty thousand dollars in your account. You never know. Mm-hmm. But the freedom of being able to do what you want for a living. Yeah. And what we consider what we do want, what what, what we want for a living is, yeah, we own a company, we do this and that, but we get to hunt mm-hmm. when we want to hunt. We yep. get to stay when we get to. Hunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That cold front. And that's what kills deer. It does. It's not the cameras. It's not all that. It's what it's time in the field. Yeah. My two biggest deer, I shot. On November 28th and January 3rd, persistence killed those deer. Yeah. Because I was in the woods so much. People don't talk about time enough in the field. My 100, my 197 inch deer, I had 60 days, 230 hours in 60 days hunting, hunting that deer. Now, let me ask this, because I know you, you, you've been walking actually a, a bit. Yeah. Um, just out. Just, you know. I, I saw you jump to I saw the best buck on the farm. Yeah. Saw him run. He never dropped. Stud. Um, do you, now one I, I hate walking in the summer i hate dude i get mad at shed hunting if it gives above 45 yeah do you do a lot of walking and stuff in the summer <laughs> my or? summertime stuff is like uh more so places i haven't been yet okay places i didn't get to shed hunt that's where i go in the summertime my shed hunting is is scouting mm-hmm. uh, i was gonna ask because if i this is probably two weeks uh this is three or four weeks out this yeah this well, i mean we're not really in the good shed season yet Okay. I mean, honestly. I mean, I find majority of my sheds from Valentine's Day on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a, a good yeah. general rule is uh, pull out and start looking for sheds. Yeah, and you that's, when I, that's when I push into my good areas. Like that right there is a public land shed. Yeah. And that's a, that's a stud. Yeah. But it's like people don't – I think a majority of people, as far as hunting, as far as shed hunting goes, as far as anything goes, they're anxious. Mm-hmm. They want to – Get in there and get it done. Yeah. And with hunting, it's very easy to second guess yourself when you want to go in there and get it done. If you got twelve deer on camera, 
in 12 different spots and you're like, man, what can I do? The wind's good for five of those deer. So you need to go ahead and narrow it down to five. Okay, well, I can access the three of these deer. Okay, so that narrows it down to three. And then we're like, okay, now what do I do? That's, it kind of, trail cameras in general hinder you from hunting. If I could walk into an area every time without any 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 trail cameras, I, will, I would never do that. But if I could do that, I feel like I'd be a better hunter. Yeah. Because I would not second guess what I know I need to do. Mm-hmm. When you have cameras, you second guess it. You try to. You almost try to hunt the cameras. Well, may, maybe a guy of your the the with your experience and and done it right. Like you, maybe you're second guessing yourself a little more than the guy that. I think as whitetail hunters in general, you should always second guess yourself. Yeah, and, but I've never been that guy that was like, I've never in my life had a gut feeling. Yeah, I don't like you. People's like, just trust your gut feeling. Like, I don't get that. I don't go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna chase whitetails off logic. And then off logic, I'm going to chase them off what I know. Yeah. Sometimes I almost be like, like it'd be stupid not to. 100%. Like that what, do you, what do you have to lose? You yeah. already don't have your tag field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go yeah, in yeah. there and chase yeah. him. Um, yeah. And, and I'm I'm a little notorious for uh, for going too far. Oh. Like you, you find something that maybe is a... Uh, That's just a public land hunter in general. Yeah. You always want to know. Yeah. And, and yeah, I, or you get, you get in there at three o'clock and you check your camera and you're like, well, shit, maybe I should go over to this camera. You know what I mean? And you're like sitting at three o'clock and you're sweating your ass off and you're just looking around at trees and you're like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a struggle of a public land hunter that nobody talks about. That's a struggle of like, everybody goes through that. Even the most elite hunters go, go through second guessing. Mm -hmm. We're whitetail hunters. We're literally chasing the smartest, like in my eyes, the smartest animal in North America. Yeah, I think I think it's pretty well accepted that the whitetail is the most cagey. Like they're the most, witty. they're the smartest animal in North America. You you and I were talking about mule deer. A coyote's right? probably second. A coyote's pretty wise. Coyote's a smart animal. Owl's probably right there with him, but like a coyote is a smart animal. Yeah. Now, I far as far as like smartness goes and like wittiness and all that, nothing is going to beat a mountain lion. That's the smartest animal on the earth. <laughs> but a white-tailed deer, as far as hunting goes, and the most hunted animal in the world, I think I read the other day, it was like 8.1 million people hunt whitetails every single season. That's unreal, dude. Yeah. That's a lot of people. And like the next best thing was like elk at like 4 million. So half the half. people. Yeah. But you're also talking about animal you have to, half the, like half the time you have to draw to hunt. Yeah. Whitetails, there's like two, a few states you have to draw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. Valid. But like, you can you can hunt you can hunt whitetails in New Zealand. That's like like the home I've thought, is dude, so I've wide. about that so much. Yeah, I want to go to New Zealand and hunt whitetails. Really, so that's like my dream. Okay, like could you imagine going to a different country and shooting a whitetail? The the only thing I, I I've watched or whatever is uh, the the hunting in Mexico doesn't appeal to me. Like, nah, that's kind of wild. It's more like Texas. Yeah, yeah like yeah. why don't I just go to Texas right and save the travel? 100%. Uh, uh, Jack Brown. Um, the the Canadian whitetail thing looks well, looks. Yeah, that's very interesting to me. I would like to go experience that, but I'm just like, uh, it's one of them things you gotta like mentally prepare for. You gotta sit in the blind for 14 hours a day. Yeah. And it's daylight there for seven days, and you know seven, it's cold as shit too. Row, you know, it's wild up there. But Canada is something that definitely appeals to me. Like, and throughout my life, like at some point in time in my life, I will go up there and hunt. Do you, would you like to go anywhere? Um, Else in the Midwest, like Ohio is nice, right? You you can hunt farm country. 
Yeah, you so big uh, woods. you could probably go f- do some swamp hunting. Probably not as prevalent as say like the Great Lakes of uh, Minnesota, Wisconsin, right? Yeah, they, they, I feel they like got north, a bunch of lakes. northeast Ohio has a lot of swamps. I've, mm-hmm. I've scouted a lot up there. Um, if I if I had to like honestly say like uh, so I've shot deer in four states so far, mm-hmm. which isn't a lot compared to a lot of people, but like that's uh, if I had to pick a state, I mean, my ten year goal is honestly to move to Iowa. Um, that's where I'm going to move to. Really? I'm gonna I'm gonna move there, hundred percent. Like that's that's where I'm headed. Like, but those guys are shooting three year olds that are hundred fifties and think that they're like doing something. It surprises me a little bit because it, it seems like you kind of like the romance of of the big woods, of the big hills, of the uh, I do like the, the terrain. Woods, but here's the thing: like I uh, I got it in the in the big woods for five years. I've been in the I've hunted big woods for twenty years. Yeah. If I could go out to Iowa and have an opportunity at shooting a four year old that's 190 inches, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that. Okay. Okay. I mean, it's just it's not that really I chase the inches. It's just like I like shooting big deer. Yeah. I like shooting big deer. I want something out of what I'm putting into it. Yeah. And I used to hunt a, a lot more farm country, and then I kind of just decided as a self thing. Like I was like, if you yeah. ask me what I'd rather hunt, I'd rather hunt farm country. See, I I, I go the other way. I shot my biggest deer on farm country. Well, yeah. I mean, all my they, biggest deer, but it's a different class of animal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm hunting a different class of animal. Yeah. I'm not just trying to kill a good deer. I want to shoot a big deer. Yeah, I, I, I really just like. And what I consider a big deer is 150 plus. Okay. What most people, what most people should consider a big deer, and even no matter what social media says, is a 130 is a big deer. That's yeah. a good deer. No yeah. matter where you're at in the country, that's a good deer. Go, go like a a, a 138 point. That's a good deer. That's a, a, a good deer. I mean, makes me feel a little better about myself. Hundred percent. Like that deer to the left. He's a hundred uh, uh, on the pedestal. He's one hundred fifty-eight. He's in, and he's he's an eight. The deer on the right's one hundred seventy, and the and the and the and the recurve bucks one hundred forty-five. Right. Those are to me like even the one forty-five is a once in a lifetime eight. 145 inch eight with a sixteen inch spread. And we were talking off. I think this was off record. Like. Score sometimes doesn't like it doesn't justify the deer. Yeah, like like the deer on the bottom there. Right, like I told you, like I'm he's, seeing that deer. He's twenty. He's twenty three and a half inches wide. He yeah. looks like a giant. <sighs> well, dude, I was seventeen when I shot the deer, and I thought I shot a world record. I thought I was going <laughs> to be, gonna be in a magazine. I'm like, this deer looks like a moose. Dude. Yeah. So uh, let me ask this, okay? If you, because uh, because to me, I will. I, I've said this from from day one. Like, I don't care if the deer's hundred inches. If he's twenty wide, like he's dying. Like I love wide deer. What is the kick for you if you if you see it? Uh, I like big frames. Score doesn't matter to me a whole lot. So big like frame. I think big beams and I think brows. Think think mule deer. Okay. Everything like, goes up and out. Yeah, I like big frames. Okay. Like that, like that deer to the to the left right there. That that eight on the yeah other yeah side. yeah. I'm Just good. frame. Yeah yeah yeah. I like frames. Okay. Like so, my biggest deer. He's up there. He's one hundred ninety seven. Sure. The the, the the frame. You're right. You're the, the he's not that impressive. Sure. He's a he's a hundred sixty inch main uh, main uh, frame ten with with junk. Okay, that's not that impressive. I mean, it is impressive, but it's not that impressive. Sure, his frame's not impressive. When I walk into the, the room, eights, yeah, that's what grabs. That, your that is the very first deer I look at. Yeah, is the eight on the left. And they're they're, they're just, and but when you're talking about so my biggest deer is twenty one points. Okay, the next one him's at eight points, and it's only eighteen inch difference. Okay, that's that's talking. I mean, that's a big deer. You know, frame wise. Yeah, I like frame. So when I shot that big eight, the hundred seventy inch eight off to, off to the right, 
uh, I watched a deer for forty five minutes before I before I shot it. It took forty five minutes for him to get into 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 bow range. Is that the one that's on YouTube? No, because the one ninety seven is on uh, YouTube. Okay. So I filmed that one too. It's I, yeah. I so I filmed the majority of my deer. I just yeah. I just don't put the footage out. It's just like once I got away from the industry, I was like, I don't really like it. It's just, it's just memories for me. Yeah. I like when my buddies come over and we'd have a couple beers and we're like, dude, you remember this? Yeah. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like. Yeah, and, and there is that aspect, right? Like, so, so uh, you know, you build some like videos, like you can watch them. Yeah, and it is it is pretty cool. I, I nerd out a little bit on on building cool shit on on the video side of things, but there are times too, like I go out to the woods and I'm like, I I wouldn't mind not not doing it, not filming the hunt. There so, there are times I I have said if it's one here, of my one of my best friends is Alex. Yeah, he used to be part of the rise. He's not part of the rise anymore, but. uh he got off social media and everything. Really? He quit filming and everything. And uh, they hunts, say people not on social media are happier and or he, less and hours. He, he hunts public land here. Okay. He lives in Michigan, but he hunts public land here. And he shot a fucking giant this year. Yeah. And he couldn't find it. But I'm gonna tell you something. They crossed blood trails with another guy's deer. Alex found the other guy's deer, but the other guy was like, "Oh, well, thanks for finding my deer." I'm like, "Alex, he stole your deer. He tracked your deer down and stole it." No. There's a thousand percent chance that that happened. You guys' blood trails crossed. You found his deer. You didn't find yours. I know you as an archer. He stole your deer. Do you think because of like the radio silence from the dude afterwards, like just the whole, just the encounter he yeah. had with the and, dude? And so Alex called me. He was like, "Hey man, I made a really good shot on this deer." And like Alex has had a rough few years, but like he, like I know Alex. Alex yeah. is one of the best archers I've ever met in my entire life. And it's just like uh, he stole your deer, dude. And the way he explained the encounter and everything, like, he stole your deer, dude. He took your deer. You found his deer, and he just went ahead and took credit for that. Wow. And his buddy probably tagged it. But you, he found your deer and took it. Damn. And it was a, I'm going to say 155-inch nine. Yeah. I mean, a stud for that's, public land. That's a stud. Dude. A stud. Man. Was, and it's oh. like, you know, like you kind of, but that's public land. My dad had a had a, had a deer stolen from him when I when whenever I was probably ten or eleven. Yeah, he shot a giant on public, and I remember walking up on the deer, found it, whatever. But he was like, "Well, let's go back to the truck and we'll, and, we'll, and we'll drag it back." By the time we by the time we got back, somebody stole it. That that is a fear of mine. You know, and it's like, man, like that's wild, dude. Yeah, that's why I don't leave my deer. Like the one deer if you I, find them, like the, you're there. The one deer I shot off uh, public, it was like two point three two point three miles back. I called Cody. I waited three and a half hours for Cody to show up. And we dragged that deer two and a half miles out of public. He was like, "Why don't you just cut it up?" I'm like, "Fuck yeah. that, dude! I want pictures. Like, yeah, we're dragging yeah, this yeah. thing out of here, dude." Yeah, you know. Uh, but it's like, but it's like, I wouldn't leave him because I knew better. And you know what? We we had passed nine hunters on the way out dragging that deer, and every hunter that we passed packed his stuff up and follow and like followed us out. Yeah, like he just shot the 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 biggest buck here. That's not the case. Uh, There's bigger deer than this here. So so Dave and I one time uh, we're in a piece. Uh, a lot of pe- people pulled in behind us. Yeah, we shot two deer back in there, and I shot like, 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 like a one twenty five, you know. And uh, so I got to walk past all these guys, and they asked me. I was like, "Yeah, we shot two does straight line." Yeah, fifty percent of them left. Yeah, fifty percent of them were still there, and we drove the. I, I drove my buck, and 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 I was like, ah, whatever. Like, yeah. But see, that's the thing. Like most people get discouraged, yeah. and they won't come back to that spot. Like once they once they know somebody shot a deer, even even if they see like some, or like, if they see a guy on a like, trail cam, like, or even drag marks, mm-hmm. they won't come back. There. Yeah, 
You know, it's like, all right, that don't mean nothing. Yeah. The chances of you shooting the most mature deer in this area are less than 1%. It's... In some places... It's so I'm probably coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just like... Now, me and you hunt a lot of the same areas, and we know, like, there's not too many guys shooting mature big deer. There's not a lot. There's maybe five that we can name. Sure. I'm sure there's five that we don't know. Oh, that's, that's, you know yeah. what I mean? But there's five that, five that we can name. That, you know what I mean? Those are the guys. But I, but honestly, like, on public land, I'm scared. I don't find a lot of cameras. I don't find a lot I'm of cameras. starting to find a lot more. It's gotten worse in the last year or two because, like... I, I love you guys so don't take this wrong yeah, but yeah. the fucking hunting public ruined shit oh dude our uh, our best spot from when we were in our early 20s is ruined yeah um, all of my, all the best spots that me, that me and Cody find we find that they're good the first year the second year dead yeah because everybody's in there yeah the best spot when we had the moment uh, they see a car park somewhere it's gonna get annihilated yeah yeah we've uh, we've experienced that and we we've uh, we, we've gone a little more hush hush yeah, I mean, I don't really tell people where I where I hunt on public, but well, it's like stuff you show in videos. We don't show as much. That's stuff, why I quit filming. Yeah, stuff we talk about. We, we're I work too vague. hard to find my big deer. Yeah, yeah, it's a uh, yeah, it's it's I very. Got, and I that, gotta take a look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're, we're, we're. so we had a piss break. Yeah, need that. Pissed, but let's do let's do a quick five minute synopsis on, on the buck you shot this year. I remember, I believe it was mid to late October. Yeah. And the post had something about this was super memorable, such a, a cool yeah, experience I, uh, on a piece of ground. I had a lot of big public land deer, deer like deer to chase, and but like <clears throat> my goal this year was to shoot the biggest deer I've killed out of state. So that's what I focused on, man. And then this year I, I just started hunting a piece of private that I haven't hunted since I was a kid. But it's when I hunted as a kid, like that's where I cut my teeth on. Like I learned how to hunt deer off this farm. Never shot a good buck off of it. Uh, when I was 17, I missed 38 days of my, my senior year and uh, shot over the back of a 180-inch deer on this one. Uh, and I just kind of walked away from it after that. Like, I was just, you know. But I grew up right across the street from it, so I grew up hunting my entire, my, like, from probably 11 to eight, 18. And uh, so I didn't touch it for, like, a decade and, well, over a decade. And I stopped and saw the uh, guy who owns it, and he, he, he couldn't walk anymore. You know, he's like, he's kind of fading away and stuff. I'm like, man, I should probably hunt this farm this year. Like, I've never shot a good deer off this farm. I don't know how long I can I can actually hunt this farm. And uh, <clears throat> I was after a bigger deer than what I shot, but the deer I shot, he just kept coming around. I filmed him a bunch. He wasn't a bad deer. Heavy, and, right? Like, yeah, just, had a just lot of very mass. heavy. And uh, I was hunting the uh, edge of a uh, cornfield that came into a, a cut uh, uh uh, soybean field, but there was a bedding area right there, and there was a bunch of scrapes. And I was like, "Man, I'm just gonna set up right, right, you know, in this spot. Like, one of these two deer are gonna walk out, and I'll shoot either either one. Like, it would mean something to me to shoot either 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 one of these deer. And uh, he just happened to be the first one that walked out. And he walked out early, like three thirty, and was messing with the with the, with the doe. And then he came back in to, to the to the woods, and it was probably forty minutes after that he uh, walked out, and uh, I shot him at like fifteen yards. And, uh, it's, I mean, that's the smallest deer I've shot in the state in nine years. So it's like, so did you, did you know about the deer? Were you, yeah, I knew I, I kind of named him basket 
Okay. He was just a, a short tined, real wide, heavy buck where he just looked like a basket rack. So I was in any basket. Okay. And I, I knew of him. I, knew, I mean, I passed him a couple of times. He was, he was, he was around, but it was just like one of those evenings, man. The sun was setting right. It was a farm where I grew up cutting my teeth on. It was just what hunting was about for yeah. me. You know what I mean? And I just enjoyed it. It took me back to being that 13 year old kid that was out there grinding. And uh, he and he walked in. and I was like, you know what? Like I've shot a lot of great deer in my in, in, in my life. Like why not just have fun? And I shot him, and he dude, I it was cool because I shot him, and he kind of and he, and, he, and where where he he died and stuff. Like I got to like enjoy the enjoy watching this the uh, the whole sunset and drag him out in the daylight and everything. And it was just I don't get a lot of deer like that. Like a lot of my big deer, I shoot and like I don't go find them until midnight. You yeah. know what I mean? Because I'm scared to death to walk in there. So it was just it was just a fun experience to enjoy what hunting was to me when I was a child. Yeah. You know, and it was full circle because it was on a farm that I hunted when I was a child. So it was just like, I'm, I'm willing to sacrifice a, a deer season to have a, have a, uh, uh, kind of a memory that I can't really pass up. Yeah. You know I mean, cause like the old, the, the old man was fading, like who knows how long he's going to be, he's going to be alive and his kids are probably going to sell his farm and everything like that. So it's like, just might as well enjoy it. You know, like I could go on a public and chase 160 inch deer, 170 inch deer all day long, but it's like, why, like, why do that when you can just have fun? Oh, and, and that's what hunting was to me when I started. And that's where I've kind of come full circle. Like I've achieved everything I wanted to do hunting. Like, I mean, when I was a kid, I was like, I want to be in a magazine. I've been in a magazine. You know, I've been, I've achieved everything I wanted to achieve in hunting. I've shot big deer. I've, I was an outfitter. I've been in magazines. I've done all this stuff that I want to do in hunting. It's like, why not have fun? Like I've, I've achieved it all. So 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 give me the encounter. Uh, he uh, g- give me those final ten. Yeah. So he I minute. saw him at like three thirty whatever. He walked out with that doe in the field, and then he walked back in the woods, and he came out, and uh, there was a scrape probably fifteen yards to my left. And, and it is October nineteenth. I want to say eighteenth, yeah. nineteenth, right in that area. Um. And he and when. I'm sitting there and I'm like, man, I know he's gonna come back out. I'm, I'm just kind of sitting there and I, t- I was texting my buddy and I looked up and I, I kind of saw him coming and I was like, all right. And he's like working around the edge, of the edge, of the edge of the corner. I'm like, I don't really know if I'm gonna shoot him or not. Well, he, he, he hit that scrape, and the moment that he turned away from that scrape, I'm like, oh, he's leaving. I was like, I better, I better shoot him. Yeah. <laughs> like he's leaving. You know what I mean? And he walked away from that scrape and I shot him and it was just like. Uh, it was it was kind of a quarter beautiful, away, was, being that he was walking away. How yeah, far so he was kind shot? of quartering away a little bit. So I kind of hit like liver up into heart, and like he he walked off. He didn't he he didn't run. He walked. So like yeah. I kind of maybe I hit him too far back, but he walked off with his tail down. And then like three minutes later, I I I've kind of like heard him like give his last coughing, kicking, you know. And I was like, all right, he's dead. And I kind of gave it a couple minutes there, and I kind of got down, and I I, I walked over, and I'm like, man, this is like. Uh, you know, that's the smallest deer I've shot in the state in a long time. But it was like, I would wouldn't trade this for anything. Nice. Just that moment, just the feeling of shooting a deer on a farm that I cut my teeth. Yeah. No, and I may not ever get that chance again. You know, what I mean, it's just like that to me is what hunting is. Well, and uh, I think killing October bucks is is that's cool in itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always I've a only, notch up, right? I've only like, done that three three times. Like three of my months I shot then. Uh, October 9th is the earliest. Uh, now the earliest deer I've shot is September twenty third, I think. But uh, but that was in another state. But out that was out of state. But uh, it was like for that to happen that early and just get it over with and be able to go hunt other 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 states and be on the farm that it was on and the memories. You know, I I when I dragged him out, I 
pulled in. I got him in my truck by myself and everything. And I, I drove up to the owner's house and he walked out on his, on his canes. And he was like, man, he was like, it's about time. He said, it's been 30 years. <laughs> and I was like, you know, it was just a cool moment. You yeah. Know? Like it, it was cool to experience that with him. Like I really, I really look up to, to, to him and, every, and everything he, he done for me when I was a child. So it, that's what it was about for me, man. It was like, you know, I've, I've come full circle, kind of like I've shot studs. Like it, it didn't, it didn't have to be 170 to mean something to me. You know what I mean? Yeah, it just had to be cool. the memory. You know, that's pretty cool, man. And he was a my first double throat patch buck. I've always wanted to shoot a double, a, a double throat patch. He's my first one. And uh, so I mean, there's there's a lot of cool cool things that, that is cool that are in, involved with it. But man, but yeah, that was. A, but that's what hunting is to me, man. You know, like I I I was that guy who chased giant deer all the time and thought I had to be the Mark Drury of the world. And it's like, uh, once you realize, like, uh, I'll tell you what did it for me, man, is having daughters. That really humbled me. Okay. Having a son's different because you got like, you got to teach him how to be a man. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I have a four-month daughter, so, yeah, so I'm having, very still new to the dad Having daughters club. humbles you. Okay. Uh, it's kind of like uh, you just become appreciative of things. Okay. You know, like you're very appreciative of like... Because uh, I want my boy to know I do hard shit. Like, I tell, yeah. I tell him, daddy's doing push-ups. You know, yeah, but like, see, look, so like, what I've noticed in life is like, don't even tell them that. Just let them see it. Okay. Like they're 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 gonna see a difference. Yeah. You know, they're gonna see a difference between you and everybody else. But you got to make that difference be like not known, but be present. Uh huh. And that's what it is for me. It's like, uh, you know, like now, like I I you know I'm with a girl who has kids, and like they kind of look up to me as like this whole stepdad figure, and it's like I'm different than what their their dad is. But it, that doesn't mean it's bad. Like it's just yeah. a different way of life. So like that kind of made me appreciate things. You know, it's yeah. like, okay, well, you know, they kind of look up to me in a, in a different way. Like, they've never seen anything like this. They've never seen a guy bring a, a, a deer home. Yeah, yeah, that's the outdoors yeah, enthusiast. It's a, so it's like, that's like, there's that's the beauty. Like that, and honestly, I wouldn't be into hunting if it wasn't for my stepdad. Uh-huh. Like, my like my, my stepdad raised me. He, ta- he got me into hunting. So, like, there's beauty in that. Yeah. Like, to bring home a 130-inch 8 that I shot off the farm that meant something to me and let her kids experience that. Like, the whole thing was was that you got you you got to find the beauty in that. Oh, yeah. and that's what hunting is like. That's what. And you took him to. He shot his first deer this year. Yeah, he shot his first. He's five years old. He shot his first deer this year. You know, and it's just like I got the experience. And the reason he wanted to do that is because he saw the excitement. He yeah. saw what it what it what it was. He, you know, and it's like, that's cool to me. So I I I got to introduce somebody to hunting that would probably never even know what hunting was. That's very cool. And it's like that's you know that's that's a pretty good year, my friend. Oh man, that's worth more than any hundred seventieth deer on the wall. Yeah, to me, you know, that he, is a pretty. He shot his first deer this year. He got the he got to witness what deer hunting was. He got to witness the appreciation of taking a life. Yeah, it's not just that we're out here shooting big, big deer. We're taking a life. Yeah. you know, and that's meaningful. That deer gave his life up for your enjoyment. Yeah, and that's a meaningful thing. Yeah, and you got to really understand that it's not just about the fucking grip and grins or the sponsors or anything like that. It's like we're this is why we do this. Yeah, like this this moment. When there's no cameras around, when there's nobody around, it's just us and that deer. Like the struggle that we had to go through, the grind, everything. Like that's what it means. The the more I do it, the more I uh, I appreciate that day you harvest. Yeah, I get the extra photos, and I know like it's, it's super bittersweet. Y- yeah, but I'm. I, it's like you almost you do it a few times, and then you're like, dude, I need to soak this in. Yeah, I, I, I now sit down. I the deer look I shot, at it, not like, this past season, but the season before, was the first deer, the first bigger deer that I've shot that I got to. Uh, I harvested that that deer, and I and I literally watched this watch this watch the sunset, 
Yeah. And I was like, wow, like, I can be relaxed now. Like, it's not so like, I have to shoot a big deer. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like, you did it already. Like, just relax. Okay. You worked your entire season for that. There is that, like, soak it in, relax type. It's bliss. Yeah. yeah. It's bliss. It's, it's, it's a very double-edged sword because, like, now your season's over. Mm. And now you, you know, everything you worked for is over. Yeah. But the beauty in it is... I'm still in you did it phase. But like, the beauty is, it's over. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the beauty in it all. It's like, okay, well, like that. We set out for a goal and we accomplished it. Yeah. And that's what it was. So I have a really cool picture, of like, uh, that I talk about with... with uh, the, the, the can of the beer on the tailgate with the buck in it. Yeah. That is the best tasting beer of the whole year. 100%. Like, it don't matter the brand, how cold it is. So, I love that. I moment. say 100%, but I'm going to tell you what the best tasting beer for me is. is the night before. When all your buddies are sitting there and your yeah. buddies come from all different states and you're in deer can. Yeah. And for the first time in five, six months, you're together. And it's like, that's what it's about for me. Yeah. Okay. Like, this past season out of, out of state, we had the best season we ever had. Me... My buddy Kyle, my buddy Tim, we shot three great bucks within 24 hours. Yeah, I kind of remember seeing the post. And it was like, man, it was like, you can't ask for better deer cams than that. No. We all shot studs. We all had a great time. You know, and it's like, that's what it's about. Like, even if we shot four points, we had fun. Yeah. That's a moment in time we're never going to get back. We're never all three going to be able to do that again. Sure, sure, sure. Because it starts out of line. That's what hunting is for me. The first time my dad saw me shoot a deer and he told me he was proud of me. The first time my grandpa told me he was proud of me. The first time my grandpa saw me shoot a deer. That's the stuff that sticks out in my mind. It's not like, oh, I got my first sponsorship when I was 17. Like, sure. that, that's not cool to me. That's just what you thought you were supposed to do. Yeah. But what naturally happens, why we hunt, that's the beauty in it. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I think we're going to end it with that one. Yeah. That's, that's stellar.